Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? And the intro music today is Na 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 Hey Hey Hey. Goodbye. I don't know if that's what the name of that song is, but you know what it is. Uh, and it's dedicated to all Leaf fans. Bye. Bye. Uh, but before we start the show, I just want to wish my deepest condolences to... Uh, the families affected and all the people affected in the uh, what happened here in Toronto on Young Street. Basically, yeah. uh, unstable man decided to rent a car and drive down the street, down the sidewalk, and just run over people. He took the lives of 10 people. It's a very sad incident. So, I mean, at this time, I just uh, want to, you know, wish my condolences and all of us need to stick together. Toronto, strong. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, Lewis. So today we talk about current events, of course. Uh, playoff round one wrap-up. We'll give you a brief wrap-up of that. We're going to talk about playoff round two preview, which kicks off tonight. Yeah. Montreal Canadian news, as always. And can one of our Habs players excel at another sport? Ooh. We'll find out. And there's so much more. But first, what has happened since we've been gone? Toronto FC. Inches away from a CONCACAF Champions League title. Yeah. Osorio uh, hit the crossbar? Well, in the shootout, Osorio hit the crossbar, and then... Bradley missed. Bradley missed. But in stoppage time, one of the players, I forget his name now, uh, he had a glorious opportunity on his foot and put it over the bar. It could have ended the game right there, oh and he, he missed the net. Terrible. Uh, so, yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, they still accomplish a huge thing. No MLS team has ever made it that far. They won the game to tie it on aggregates. And yeah. Hey, it goes straight to a shootout, too. There's no extra time. After the game, it went straight to a shootout. I don't like that format. But at the end of the day, hey, it is what it is. It happens. Uh, Stand on soccer. Ibrahimovic was not named to the Swedish World Cup squad. I think that was that was expected, wasn't it? He yeah, kinda, he but he was like, like an interview. Yeah, but he was on an interview the other day and said there is no World Cup without Ibrahimovic. Well, apparently <laughs> there is still, right? <laughs> so yeah, I guess. But you know what? He's not a bad weapon to come off the bench. But I guess they have young players. Yeah, coming they got to so. let the young kids play. They do. Uh, so the Ball family bolting from Lithuania club. Lafar says coach ruined everything. You ruined everything. I hate yeah, that. I, I hate know. that guy. He is terrible. I mean, he like his sons, I hopefully they get to the point where they're just like, Dad, stop. Yeah, back off. Because I think he's gonna ruin their careers. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. No, no, you go. Okay. Well, realistically, they're not bad players. They're not but you just I don't like that uh he's getting he's stepping into a couple things that I don't like. He's putting yeah. his nose where he doesn't belong. Yeah, I agree. And he's he's uh Entering his one son into the draft, yeah, right, and he's not expected to get taken this <laughs> year. So I mean, and then the other son, I mean, obviously he has a ways to go, but he says that his other son will not be returning. So I don't know, man. I just think that this guy is going to ruin their careers. Yeah, man. it's just it's just unwanted uh, attention, anyway. That yeah, he's bringing to, towards his sons. How is it? How is it working? Because obviously, the oldest one is in is on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, is it the middle one that's not supposed to get drafted? And then the, the youngest yeah, one the youngest one, get drafted yeah, yeah. is supposed to so be So they're getting, saying that yeah. the one coming up right now is not supposed to get drafted. The middle one is always <laughs> the forgotten. <laughs> so whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Matt Sarah going to the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's a beauty. Beauty fighter. Good for him. He earned it. Yeah, he, he, he's good. And he's been coaching. He's been around the sport so a long time. And he was there in the original dog days of the UFC. So congrats to him. Uh, Sean Mania got a no-hitter against the Red Sox uh, the other day. It's pretty, pretty 
big offensive team, so to throw a no-hitter against them is pretty good. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, props to Sean Manet. It's so hard to get a no-hitter, and against that lineup, I mean, there's no better lineup in the game to get it. Yeah, for sure. Off of, uh, Brandon Belt, staying on baseball here, set the MLB record with a 21-pitch at bat. That's that's like one whole, that's a one <laughs> inning. That's, like, that's yeah. one <laughs> inning on one hitter. Like, that poor that, pitcher's probably cooked. That was crazy. Like, he just battled that one out. Uh, Crazy, so twenty-one what was, pitch. What was, what was the old record? Was it like twenty or nineteen? You know what? I didn't check. Oh, okay, but there's a new record. <laughs> Fair Who enough. Cares? Old record doesn't matter. Stop dwelling on the past. You're such a Habs fan. Always oh, dwelling on the past. Gibby. Sorry. Uh, staying on baseball, Derek Jeter, man, he's taking a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, with the Marlins, and you know he, they're asking him about him uh, tanking. He says, "No, we're not tanking. I believe in these guys." Uh, what do you, how do you feel about that? I don't know. It's, hey, if the guy's got a plan, just let him do what he's got to do. Okay. How do you feel? Let me restructure the question. How do you feel about legends who take like coaching jobs and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or they own teams and they take this kind of heat? Does that hurt their name or their career at all? No, no, no. I don't think so. I think as a player, you're, you're who you are as a player and as a coach, it's something totally different. Yeah, can, but I mean, you I can become a you can be a legendary player, and you can also be a legendary coach, or you can be a legendary player and not a good coach. I exactly. mean, but I just don't Patrick like. Wall, right? I don't like the look of it. It's like didn't Jordan try it for a bit? Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, Gretzky tried it for a bit. He oh, failed. Gretzky was ass. Yeah, like you know <laughs> what I mean. And it's just like I just I don't like the way it looks. And maybe obviously it's not going to affect the legacy of a player, but at the no. same time, it's just like I don't know. I just feel like if you're a legend, why put yourself in that position? But at the same time, too, it's like, hey, I mean, if they have passion, why not try it, right? Yeah, exactly. But I just it sucks to see. It sucks to see guys who are so great fail, <laughs> like guys who you thought They're could never fail, right? right? I know, but guys you think who could never fail, yeah, watching them fail, kind of like, like Gretzky, like. One of the greatest of all time. You'd figure he would be a good coach. But yeah, I know. Hey, it, it didn't work. It, is, it didn't work. And Jordan, the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bill Peters, uh, going to hockey now. Bill Peters leaves Carolina and then got the Flames job. Nice. Interesting. So I, I know, like, he left Carolina because I think of this new ownership. Yeah, because right? the owner wanted to yeah, be Yeah, like he wants to be like a hands-on yeah. guy. He's going to have a hard time finding a GM. He wants a puppet or a face for the media. Yeah. And a coach too. I mean, I don't, I, I don't like that approach. I feel like okay, there's nothing wrong with being a hands-on uh, GM or I mean owner, but don't come public with it. Just, yeah. just discuss that with your GM. Yeah, just be because no GM wants to, you know, have everybody thinking like you have no control anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? Why are you talking to us? Like we're you don't already, make any we're moves. Already, like you just made you just made the comment about being him, the the GM that's going to get hired being a puppet. Yeah. Right? It, Who it wants gives that? the guy a bad name already. Exactly. So he shouldn't have come public with that. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, I agree. And then there's this NFL dra- draft lottery. Did you hear about the format? No. What okay, is it? so let me pull it up for you. It's nonsense, really. Uh, give me a second. So the NFL draft, draft lottery. So basically, fans... Um, What's going to happen is Sportsnet is going to play the, the, the lottery on Saturday, 28th, this weekend, right? On Sportsnet, CBC and Sportsnet. Now, the NHL draft lottery special. Okay, sorry. Uh, so it's going to unveil the results uh, through the course of the evening. So pick 15 through 4 will be revealed during Hockey Central Saturday at 730 Mm-hmm. Okay, with the top three picks unveiled during the second intermission of the San Jose Vegas game. And this is so they're the gonna NHL lottery draft. Yeah, so they're gonna do up till seven uh, or uh, fifteen through four, and then the one, two, three, they're gonna uh, do it in the middle of the San Jose Vegas game. I guess kind of like give it a little bit more hype for the top three. Yeah, and then also they're I guess forcing people to stay by and watch the game. Yeah, it's a watch. <laughs> <laughs> to watch yeah. the Vegas San Jose games. So. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But I don't know. 
I think, I think it's I'm stupid. Gonna, I'm going to tune in just because I want to see if we're going to get Dalin. I know, but I, it's, I think it's stupid. Well, I think we'll know early if if we're getting a yeah. top three pick. Yeah, exactly. Or, so it's either we tune in later or we don't. We're just tuning completely I, I still want to see who gets to who. I think they should have just do it one full show because like, look at, uh, what about the guys whose teams already are done? They're not going to tune in later. Yeah. So is that really a good strategy? Yeah. They just do it all one shot. I still want to see the top three. I'll, I'll watch regardless. I don't know. I think it's kind of Wait, are we are we going to be able to watch? Uh, I don't know if the game the game might just be done by then. Okay, so we're going to have to like, we'll be at the Leaders game this weekend, so yeah. we'll see what happens okay, anyway. Cool. But yeah, that's pretty much all we got right now. Time to get into the show. And I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. All right. All right. So before uh, we get into the show here, uh, I just want to send you over to our field reporter, Mr. Lewis Lewington. Hi, yes, Lewis. Thank you. This is Lewis Lewington reporting here live from downtown Toronto. Here's a live listen at the Maple Leaf Stanley Cup Parade. Like it'll take a few hours to clean this mess up. Local authorities and emergency units are working around the clock. Uh, it looks like it'll be a traffic-free spring as the Maple Leaf Stanley Cup Parade has officially been cancelled. In other news, golf green prices have increased by an average of 25% in the GTA. This is Lewis Lewington reporting live downtown Toronto. Have a listen. The podcast. All right. Thank you, uh, Lewis. Yes, uh, thank you, Mr. Lewington. <laughs> thanks uh, for that uh, report there. Yeah. So, time for some Habs <laughs> <laughs> news. Uh, so, the parade's canceled, man. It's going to yeah. be nice. The city yeah. should be nice and uh, clean. Nice and quiet. Nice and beautiful. Okay. So, congrats to Alish Hemsky and his wife, Julie, on the birth of their first child, Milo Alish Hemsky. Nice. Real Milo or Milo? Milo, Milo. Either way, how do you feel about that name? Ah, it's whatever. Which one's better, Milo or Milo? Uh, Milo probably, but I know a bunch of dogs. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking so, too. So Milo, Milo, hey, Milo. should have been Milos. <laughs> yeah, Milos. Another game for Milos. <laughs> uh, oh man, Milos Alish Hemsky. Too many sh, sh in there. Sh, sh, I feel sh. like, yeah. But congrats to him. I mean, <laughs> wasn't much of a team. Wasn't on the really oh, on the no, team that much, a but huge pivotal piece oh, yeah, to huge. our team. He's good support character, yeah. character, character guy, character guy. I think sure. he played like four games. That's why they kept him around, though. He's character guy. Yeah. Okay, so Paul Byron underwent uh, shoulder surgery in New York. Transparency. Yeah, his recovery period is expected to be six months. Andrew Shaw also had knee surgery. He's expected to have the same uh, recovery time. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That's that's six months, pretty long okay, time. So might 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 uh, May, interfere with them May, starting June, the season July, on time. August, September, October. Wow, they'll just be in time for. Well, and not only that. I mean, what are they going to be doing? Hopefully, they're going to be skating and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's just not in too time serious. for the. I think I, I think this helps though. This will give the uh, management no management more pressure to. Hey, let's go, boys. Get her done, huh? We need some players here. A couple taps on the shinies. All right. So uh, Brendan Gallagher was nominated for the Habs King Clancy Award. These awards are whatever to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but I mean, every player gets it from e- each one of their team. P.K. Subban, Subban, Subban. Uh, got, was nominated uh, for the Predators. And I mean, um, who else? But it's no surprise to anybody. Gallagher was our best player by yeah, far. Yeah, 100%. Not even close to yeah, anybody. Not even close. Andre Markov and Akbar's Kazan win the Gar Gagarian Cup. It sounds hectic. Yeah. Ak is it AK Bars Kazan or Akbar's Kazan? No, I think it's AK. Okay. I used to have a friend named Akbar. So. 
Akbar's uh, Kazan. <laughs> congrats to Marky though. Yeah, and congrats. apparently he in an interview or once something he 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 gave a nice little gesture to Mark Bergevin. So there's no hard feelings there. So come back to us, Marky. Let's go, bud. Let's go. But at this point, don't you think we should just develop an our trade or find somebody, right? If no, he if, wants to come listen, back, I'll if take we him can, back. If we can get Markov not on the top line, that'd be beauty. Have him mentoring um, Jolson or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to have him in the lineup, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, maybe just time to move on. Yeah, I know, of course. Um, Alexandre Elaine, we inked him to a three-year entry-level deal. Um, so basically, he's 21. Uh, yeah. Fifth season in the QMJHL. He's second with the Blaineville Bulls brand Armada. He he recorded 87 points, so 44 goals, 43 assists, 65 games. That's, that's a lot of points. Yeah. Overager. Um, native of Quebec City, six foot one, 186 pound forward. Undrafted? Uh, uh, he was undrafted. Okay. Uh, and I believe they just got kicked out of the playoffs mm-hmm. after he got signed, so we put a hex on him. Yeah, I think the past two seasons he had a decent he had decent uh, season. Yeah, and he had a great playoffs. Uh, Nineteen yeah. points, eleven goals, and eight assists in eleven games. That's a, it's a good playoffs. I mean, it's offense. He's fine. a little bit of an overager, but hey, fill the cupboards, uh, right? You, you never you know. Just said he was twenty one. Yeah, but it's I mean, not overager. I mean, it's it is for like prospect wise. Yeah, but I mean, okay. it's still he's still young. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And I mean, if he's a center and he's putting up points like this, why not fill the cupboards? You you, you can't miss, right? Yeah. So we I need agree. as many centers as as we can get. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then uh, Slava Voinov oh, eyeing man. NHL return, and he I think he mentioned the Habs. By yeah, the I think name. there's a list of five teams, and yeah. Habs were was on it. Yeah. Was on his so list. how do you feel about Slava? Uh, not a good guy, obviously, for the whole domestic violence. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but I'm always in favor of giving people second chances. So, and he's, he was not a bad guy. He was good. He's he's a top pairing guy. He can be a top pairing guy. If he wants to come back, uh, give him a second chance. Let him redeem himself and look forward and not backwards. Yeah. And, but you know, Gary Bettman has to approve it. I don't know if he will. Yeah. Listen, I think first of all, Fine, if somebody gives him a chance, I'm not. I agree with you. Guy's a piece of shit, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I don't think it, it's the answer for the Habs. No, but it I mean, it it's a good player, but I don't think we need that kind of, uh, you know, coverage right now or that kind of heat on us right now. I feel like it, okay, just let him go somewhere. Yeah, else. I get what you're it's saying. It's not a good. It's not a good look. It's like, oh, Mark Bergevin's going to bring in a guy that's yeah, known for domestic for, and especially for a guy who's talking about. Character and attitude, yeah, and this yeah, and that. Yeah, no, not I a good look. That. Not a good look. So I say, forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, and Tony Marinero uh, continues his oh, criticism man. of Carey Price. You know, the other day he he posted when Anderson won the game six. Posted, look, he you know the save percentage and this and that, and he salutes the crowd like poking at the at Habs fans. Like, come on, man. Tony's off his rocker. Yeah, man. the like, guy needs to he needs to move to Toronto because he's clearly loving the Toronto team. Listen, I love the like I love what they're doing there, but like you can't even compare Carey Price to to Anderson. Don't no. do it. Just he had a it. terrible playoff. Yeah. Anderson. He had a terrible well, playoff. No, he was he up and ter- down, up he, and down. He was an inconsistent. Teeter totter. Yeah, he had inconsistent. I wouldn't say terrible. One day he was uh, he was a stud. The next day he was terrible. It wasn't yeah. consistent. He 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 won that he won that game six four. Oh yeah, hundred so. percent. The defense. He he listen. All he had a great year. Yeah, a great year. Yeah. Just not a great playoff. Not a great. Not to say that he's the reason they lost. No, he's not. I'm just saying he wasn't that good. Yesterday yeah. he was terrible. Uh, game one and two, he was terrible. I wouldn't have said. I, I don't think he was terrible. In all honesty, I think Jake. He Gardner, let in some weak ones. He let in some weak ones, but so did Tuka Rask. Oh, Tuka right? Rask was terrible too. He was terrible too. But dude, Jake Gardner like was like I don't know if he hit. hit oh him. no, he was bad. Yeah, I don't know if he did some like morphine before the game or like something <laughs> some heavy drugs something i don't know i'm in a group oh chat. that's not a multivitamin <laughs> yeah i'm in a group chat with a bunch of my leaf friends and they were just going off on jake i don't know did you everybody see, did was you see going on me account to buy him out 
Did you see that? No, no. There's a GoFundMe uh, account that, for $4 million. Yeah, like, there's all kind of... Leaf fans are going crazy. Get rid of Matthews. And there's rumors about Babcock uh, lost Matthews. And no, like... Oh, man, it's a disaster. It's so funny, though. I love it. Watching the Leafs fan base go nuts. We're not the only ones Habs fans, so don't feel... Uh, you know, alone in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just pulled up his stats. Yeah, he had a rough season, uh, rough playoffs. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, three and three. That doesn't make sense. Should be three and four. So it's not updated. So uh, after that, it's probably even worse. Well, it says he played seven games. His goals against was three point seven six. Save percentage eight nine six. That's not good at all. Oh, because he got pulled one game, so maybe that's why. Yeah, he didn't technically get the loot. Yeah, loss, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the first game, right? Or yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one yeah, of those. Yeah, because they pulled him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. Sure. So, yeah, moving on, playoff storylines and the second-round preview. First, let's talk about our predictions and the playoff storylines. Yes. L.A. versus Vegas. Who did you choose, Gibby? Shut up. <laughs> I, chose, I chose L.A. in five. Uh, and what happened, Gibby? Vegas <laughs> ended up sweeping the series, just swept the floor with L.A., um, the leading scorer there was Riley Smith with three points in yeah. four games. I was wrong there. I chose uh, Real Deal, James Neal. Yeah, I chose uh, Anse Kopitar. Yeah. Um, I chose Vegas in seven. I thought it was going to be closer, but they won in four with the sweep. Yeah. I mean, I just LA looked just, they got surprised. They looked slow. They looked like they ran out of gas, and Vegas just was so good. I mean, they were tight games, like really yeah. close games. But, yeah, I mean, Fleury was outstanding. They just didn't yeah, have enough. Mark Andre Fleury was lights out. Like he, he was, had, he was he had two shutouts in the in the yeah no the he series. was it, and it was tight games and that's why well we'll talk about the preview but yeah, yeah. congrats to Vegas. Uh, moving on, Colorado Nashville. Um, what did you have? I had Nashville in four. I ended up uh, Nashville ended up winning in six. Um, my leading scorer was Yossi, like you picked as well. Yeah. Um, Colton Sissons had yeah. seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I had Nashville in five and ended up going in six. Colorado squeezed one more out of them. Uh, Colorado, give Colorado props. I mean, they overachieved big time. Yeah, I didn't expect them they, to, be, they, to no, win two games. No chance. I mean, and I think that they did a good job. They gave them the games. You know what the sad thing is about this series is they, all the games were pretty close. Yeah. There was no blowouts here. The problem is, is just, you know, it doesn't matter how good you play or how close the games are. A loss is a loss. And you could tell Colorado's not ready yet, but I think that this team will be back. I think they're going to be good. They just need to make some good off-season decisions, and I think uh, they'll be good. Yeah. So, yeah, props to them for hanging in there. Uh, Winnipeg, Minnesota. Minipap. Minipap. Who'd you got? Uh, I took Winnipeg in five, and Winnipeg won in five. Nice job. So Gibby gets the extra points. Yeah, there's no points, but yeah. yeah. Um, I Gibby. actually, dude, you get I, a pat on I the did, back. I did amazing. I should have done a playoff pool. I've done. I've got all everything right, and I got uh, whatever. I got a couple games. I got the games right and everything. Um, yeah, well, you I didn't took, get everything right. You got L.A. wrong. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're so, right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I took Shifley as the leading scorer. Uh, Bufflin and Shifley tied with five points. Yeah, for the lead. So that we'll that, we'll get that as a win. I also chose Shifley. So and Winnipeg, I chose them in six. They ended up doing it quicker than I thought. So yeah, that series. I mean, Minnesota took a big hit when they lost Parise. Yeah, for uh, sure. I felt like that was pretty much the end for them. And I thought it could have been closer, but Winnipeg was the superior team, and they showed it. 100%. Uh, New Jersey, Tampa. New Jersey, Tampa. I took Tampa in six. Uh, Tampa ended up winning in five. Yeah. I got uh, Tyler Johnson as my leading scorer. Not a chance. Kucher. <laughs> Yeah, Kucherov. ding, 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 I get a win. Extra point for Lewis. There's no uh, <laughs> I know, whatever, I'll get a pat on the back. I like pats on the back. Pat. Um, so I thought, I chose this game, series to go to seven, Tampa and seven, but it went to five. I, I thought, listen, New Jersey did play well, but again, another case of close games, but not enough, just yeah. not enough to get there. And you, they rode... The coattails of Taylor Hall. Yeah. And, I mean, shut him down. And 
There's not too, too much behind him. Again, another team that I think will be back, makes some good offseason decisions, and they're a good team. Just they, they drew oh, yeah. a tough, tough matchup. Uh, Anaheim, San Jose. I took San Jose in seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. San Jose in four, and they mopped the floor in the first yeah, round. Yeah, they beat them up bad. Like, like that 8-1 game. Like, that was bad. Dude, they scored four goals in the Anaheim. They scored four goals in their four games. Yeah. Like, you, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, the leading scorer I had was Logan Couture. And he had seven points for the lead. So I was right again. Once good again, job, Gibby. Gibby's always right. Yeah. Another pat on the back. Yes. So Vander Kane wasn't too far, I guess. But I chose. No, he was uh, one point behind it. Yeah. So I chose San Jose in six. Again, I didn't think they would sweep him. But it happened. Um, Evander Kane was my uh, who I selected. He had a good series, Like though. he just said. So he did have a good series. So. Yeah, I like San Jose a lot. They're my dark horse. And I, I, t- I, I, I think, said it yeah. from the beginning. The reason why I chose San Jose is I just I feel like Anaheim is with a lot of older players. I think they're on their way to a restructure the team, rebuild. There's yeah, a lot they, of old guys they probably exiting. probably should be looking into that. Yeah, so I feel like they're done. That's it for Anaheim. Uh, Boston, Toronto. I took Boston in seven. Boston won in seven. I took uh, – I won the entire series, dude. I took Boston, got Boston right. Took game seven, got game seven. And even the leading scorer, Mr. David Pasternak. Hey, Tabernak, Pasternak. And he had 13 points in seven games. Good series for him. Yeah, so I chose Toronto in six. But I really did this because I wanted to reverse jinx them. Yeah, that's That's it. That's really why I did it. So uh, Either team that lost. No, you know what? I thought the Leafs would have been better. I thought that they could pull it out in six. And if they were to win yesterday, Mitch Marner probably would have been the leading scorer. He was yeah. their leading scorer. That's who I chose, Toronto, and I chose Mitch Marner. But I'm happy they're gone, so I'll take that L. Gladly take that L. Yeah. Washington, Columbus. I took Washington in six, and I got Washington in six again. Good job. Another one for Gibby. Uh, I took Backstrom as the leading scorer. He was one point behind John Carlson, so not bad. Yeah, I took... Kuznetsov. He was up there, too. I think he yeah. had, like, one or two points behind, yeah. too. So I took Washington in five. I thought that, that they would have dealt with this faster, but they were a couple scary. chokes at home. couple chokes at home. Yeah, they looked bad, man. Well, even last show, I'm like, I don't know if they can pull it up. Yeah, we, we were, I was writing them off. But we then were... they went to Columbus and stole two, so good for them. And this one was my real, real... Just a complete... <laughs> yeah. Out of left field, but yeah, hey, I took Philly in seven over Pittsburgh. I took Pittsburgh in six, and Pittsburgh won in six. And who was the leading scorer? Mister Crosby slash Gensel. But he wasn't. Why? <laughs> no, I'm saying who was you? Who did you choose? I chose Crosby. Oh, okay, but it was Gensel, right? Well, no, they tied for thirteen. Oh, okay, so another so, half pat on the back. Yeah, I chose Couturier. So if Philly won, he would have been the leading yeah. scorer for Philly. So not bad. So See, that's why that's why I wanted to choose one and one and one from each team. You never know, but so you only got one wrong. I got two wrong. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but like I said, the Toronto one was a reverse jinx. So. Yeah, that's it. That's so, what it is. And was. the Philly one was a real hot take. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, round two now. Uh, what about? Uh, do you want to talk about the the players that disappointed? Oh yeah, actually yeah, let's do that. Okay. So on the losing team, who do you think was the biggest disappointment on each team? Okay. So from LA, from the LA Vegas series, my disappointing player was Anse Kopitar. Anse? Who I actually thought was the Uh, So yeah, he had 92 points in the regular season, and he essentially turned into a ghost come playoffs. He had two points in four games. So shake my head at you, my friend. Um, Shake, shake, shake. Out of Colorado... My disappointing player, honestly, Colorado in my my eyes didn't exactly have a disappointing player. I felt they played above what I expected against a Stanley Cup favorite. Um, the big guns like Landis Gog and McKinnon, they actually played very well. Yeah. Um, both posting about a point per game. My disappointing goalie was Mr. Jonathan Bernier. He yeah. posted... An 8-8-3 save percentage in the playoffs, which, as we all know, is not acceptable save percentage to have in the playoffs if you want to win. We all know a goalie has to steal a game or two in the series for the underdog team, and he did not do that. Although, I'll give him something. Varlamov was injured, and he was kind of thrown to the dogs. Yeah. 
but still he had a fairly decent season regardless. I think he posted a nine one three if that's off the top of my head. Someone don't fact check me because I'm probably wrong. Um, but yeah, I felt like Bernier had to get the call upon. He had he was called upon and he, he failed. They had to turn to the Hamburglar. Yeah, they ended up turning to the Hamburglar, and <laughs> you know so what? He sad. had. A, listen, he got lit up five nothing, <laughs> but he actually his he say like he they pestered him with yeah. shots. The, like you know, listen if you gotta ch- if you gotta shots. turn to the Hamburglar in a playoff game, you're doomed. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're done. Like that's when I wrote them off. I'm like the Hamburglar. Oh no. Yeah, no. done. He didn't have a bad game though. Like he yeah, let him five. But I know, but still, thirty-three. I'm sure the team was not that confident with no, the hamburger back there. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Minnesota disappointing player was Justin Tucker. Uh, the guy had thirty-three goals this season and sixty-four points. And in the playoffs, I'm not sure if he really Zucker. You mean? Who did I say? Justin Tucker. Oh, sorry, Justin Zucker. I was thinking <laughs> of Darcy Tucker. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Zucker, isn't it Zucker? Zucker, 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 Zucker Zuckerberg. He was a Zuckerberg. He was a failure. Yeah, okay? he, he was bad. Um, I'm not even sure if he understands the concept of playoff hockey because he had zero <laughs> points in five games, and that's not acceptable. Well, in here. my pool, I had Charlie Coyle. He was a ghost. Zero points too. He couldn't like I couldn't even I didn't notice him out there. I'm like, is he playing? Yeah, it's but, terrible. See, but Coyle even through I, I was gonna have do, do, oh my god I was gonna have Coyle as my disappointing player, but I looked at his stats in. The season, yeah, he wasn't that good. Yet. It wasn't that good. It wasn't he expected. Forty points. He's like he's like third he's, line right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good center, like a young, like a Thomas Placanic Bergeron. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying the type of player. He's like a shutdown, solid center. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's unacceptable. He's the second highest goals in the on the team. Um, Eric Stahl as well. He didn't really have a good uh, good playoffs. Um, being the top goal scorer on the team, you only had one goal in five goal in five games. Not yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. my disappointing player for a cent for Anaheim was the whole team. First of all, <laughs> everybody. Um, but yeah, the guy that really stood out to me was another guy that was, had thirty plus goals in the season. Um, Rickard Ra- Rackel, Rackel, Ricard Raquel, Ricard Raquel. Sure. Uh, he disappeared in the playoffs. He only had one goal in four Rickard games. Rickard Rackel. <laughs> Rickard Rackle? So what is it, Ricard Raquel? <laughs> Ricard Raquel. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> listen, you need your best player <laughs> to show up, and he failed to do that. Um, pretty much, I think Anaheim was the worst <laughs> team in all of the first round. Can you imagine a guy named <laughs> Rickard Rackle? <laughs> Come on. Well, I don't have to imagine. Rickard Rackle? Rickard Raquel. Like, hey, we got terrible. a Rickard Rackle here. <laughs> all right, go on. So yeah, the terrible... All around. Um, my disappointing player for New Jersey was Nico Hischier. Mm-hmm. Uh, tallied 52 points in his rookie season. Um, but still, he's a young guy. Let me, let First me finish. Playoffs. Let me finish. I expected a bigger playoffs from him, in all honesty. Only had 1.5 games. I'm not completely disappointed because of the fact that it is his first year in the playoffs. He probably had playoff jitters, probably got the best of them. But listen, you're the number one draft pick in the whole league, right? You got to have some type of, got to show what you're worth. Yeah, but, it but it's what, tough I, for like a young I said, guy. I'm not 100% disappointed, but that's my guy from New Jersey. Um, from the Toronto Maple Leaves, Mr. Aaron Matthews. Yeah, it's for sure. 100%. Aaron Matthews. Everybody's disappointed. AKA Austin Matthews. Two points in seven games. Your franchise player has one goal all series. Thomas Plakanich outscored you. Yeah, like that's it's an, sad. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. You should um, just look yourself in the mirror and bam, smash it. I can't head. wrap my head around it. Matthews had a good series, a uh, good season. Sorry, um, and if Matthews had a good series, I think they would have won because yeah, they could have been. Could have been. They a went to Game maker. Seven with Matthews struggling and not putting up points. Um, so yeah, Austin, aka Mr. Ghost. That's uh, I think you heard it here first. Austin Matthews is going to be a playoff bust. Ooh, Every hot year. hot take. Um, from Columbus, my disappointing player is Mr. Thomas Vanek, another guy who is known for a playoff push and uh, was acquired for that reason. Um, he only had two points in six games. Seems like his age is finally getting to him. Uh, we will see which team he signs with and then gets traded to this year. Because <laughs> uh, that seems to be the case for the guy for the yeah, last four I think, years. I think it's the end of the road for Vanich. Vanich? Vanish. Vanich. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Vanich. I know that. Rickard Raquel. 
Um, <laughs> Rickard Rackle. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Rickard Rackle here. <laughs> you remember uh, yeah. <laughs> our skit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, disappointing player from Philly, Claude Giroux. Guy had amazing season. 102 points in the season. And then you come into the playoffs, get shut down by the Penguins. You post only three points in six games. Not a good luck, Mister Giroux. Yeah. Um, listen, should have done more. And he's he's got he's an older guy, experience. He should yeah. come on, man. Overall, this first round of playoffs was a really good one. Yeah, it was we good. Saw, I enjoyed it. We saw Winnipeg prove that they aren't a pushover. Saw Vegas. They seem like they're going to be the real deal. Um, Pittsburgh. Cinderella looks, story. Yeah, Pittsburgh looks like they're strong enough to three-peat. And me and you've talked about it. San Jose, in my eyes, proved to be a very strong team that can Dark compete. horse. I think that they're they overlooked a lot. this year. Um, I look forward to the round two matchups now that we're all wrapped up with the first round. And now we're going to get into the round two matchups. Boom. Nashville, Winnipeg. Gibbs, what you got? Okay. Um, I think Winnipeg is going to beat the favorite out of the West this series. Um, Nashville should have made quick work of Colorado when they allowed them to win two games. Um, Against suspect goaltending. Yeah. I'm taking Winnipeg in six based off a better offensive showing the series from Winnipeg, and my leading scorer is going to be Mr. Paul Stasny. All right. you got, Lewis? So, first off, I'd like to say this could be the Stanley Cup Finals, should be the Stanley Cup Finals. These two teams are amazing. Um, Nashville won the season series 3-2. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing. It was some high action games as well. Real tight ones. Uh, this is going to be a must watch series, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. PK Subin versus the Bearded Dragon. Big Buff versus Swedish Meatballs. <laughs> Pecker Rene versus Hell of a Buck. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, this series is going to be like a coin flip, for real. Yeah. Uh, but. I think I'm going to be taking the Jets to come up on top 4-3 in seven. It's going to seven. Now, leading scorer is going to be Philip Forsberg. But remember, it's leading scorer in the series, not leading scorer for the team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'm choosing Philip Forsberg to be the leading scorer of this series. Okay. Oh, wait. I said the Jets. So why would I choose Philip Forsberg? I don't know. You tell me, man. <laughs> yeah, the, these dumb. are your notes. That's dumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a little dumb. confused. That's, that's I'm confused. No, I'm not taking Philip Forsberg. So who are you taking, I'm Mike? taking Mark Shifley again. That's okay. it. He's going to smarten up this time. <laughs> See, that's how tight of a series it is. I don't even know. They're actually I'm both going to advance. Yeah, they're both going to advance. Like, no, no, no. That you guys suck. These two teams are going on. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley. Uh, next one is San Jose Vegas. Who you got? Um, I think Vegas has been the real deal, but I think this season San Jose goes all the way. Um, they swept Anaheim, who I thought was a solid team. They are aging, um, but I think they made quick work of a solid team. You got John Gibson, who's one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Um, with the addition of Evander Kane, I th- I feel like it's put them over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams coming off sweeps, but I'm going with San Jose in seven, and my leading scorer back with Logan Couture. Cool. Uh, San Jose versus Vegas. Vegas won the season series three to one. Okay. Hit him with the, you know, shot. Yeah. But, you know, Vegas just can't be stopped until now. The great white shark (laughs) has has come on to land to take a big bite out of the drunken, just left a pool party, day drunk, degenerate gambling, Vegas night. It ends here. I'm taking San Jose in six. Okay. Leading score, Evander Kane again. Okay, let's <laughs> give it a let's shot. Let's go. Let's give go. it a shot. Again, I'm just like sticking with my players, <laughs> hoping. Actually, no, I'm going to choose uh, James Neal. Uh, Real deal. <laughs> oops. Wrong team. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Washington Pitt. That's tonight. Another battle BTW. of Crosby versus Ovechkin. Fun fact um, every time they face in the playoffs, Pittsburgh wins the cup. <laughs> um, they've won the cup three times every time they faced. He must defeat him, an old foe. <laughs> Today. Um, I think this one is going to go, it's coming down to goaltending. And at this point, I think it's going to be Matt Murray's series. So for that reason, I'm taking Pittsburgh in seven. I got Crosby as my leading scorer again in the series because the guy's on fire. 
you know, Ovi versus Crosby. It feels like Ovi is the villain, you know, yeah. in the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. because he he just always dies or loses in the end. I yeah. mean, will it change this time? Will we find out that Ovi was really the good guy all along and Sid was actually the bad one and he was deceiving us and Ovi finally wins? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. <laughs> the Caps did not impress me in that last series at all. Yeah. Um, I know they, they came through in the end, but goaltending is suspect. Mm-hmm. Stars are streaky. And the Penguins just look so scary. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're deeper than last year. The blue line is better. And the Caps are the Caps. So yeah. I predict the Penguins in six. Leading scorer, somebody get out the hot dogs. Phil, Phil Kessel. Kessel. Wow. Yeah. That's a big, bold yeah. Um, I like that pick, actually. I like, I like Kessel to have a big Thank series. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tampa Bay, Boston. Okay. Um, now, I said Toronto was going to... I said Toronto would have matched up better against Tampa. Um, I'm taking Tampa in six. I feel like Toronto... Went to Game Seven with Boston. Tampa, in my eyes, I was I was thinking about it. Tampa looks like, or sorry, Toronto is basically a younger version, less developed than a Tampa Bay. They're high powered offense. They're they need those solid D men still. Except yeah, they don't even have close to the good defense. No, so. but they they have the they have the they have the picks, they have the prospects to make that push for a solid D-man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Tampa in six, and I'm taking Steven Stamkos as the leading scorer. Cool. Uh, Boston went 3-1 in the season series. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that they have enough to take out Tampa. I think uh, I don't think we've seen the best of Tampa Bay yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've seen the weaknesses of Boston. Yeah. Which was, you shut down the top line and just shoot on Tuka Rask. <laughs> he's, been, he's been really shaky. Seriously, he's been shaky. So, I mean, Bruins barely got by a shaky Leafs D. And this defense with Hedman, McDonough, and just all these players there, it's going to be a, a real tough test. And I just don't see the Bruins doing it. I'm taking Tampa on six, leading scorer, Steven Stamkos. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's the winners and the leading scorers. And yeah. uh, I can't wait for it to, to get going. Yeah. You know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, my boy? Have a prediction. So let's uh, check up on your uh, last have a prediction. So you si- I asked you who, which team will advance to the second round first. First. Mm-hmm. You said Vegas was going to do it, and Check they mark. did it. They did it. Check mark. I said, will it snow in southern Ontario anymore this spring? You said no, and Flight it snowed. I determined that was a lie. Yeah, so it did snow. I a think lot, like actually. the next day. <laughs> yeah, it literally snowed probably like an hour later. Yeah, so wrong. And who get punch, Who gets punched in their beautiful nose first, Matthew or Marshawn? <laughs> I'm just going to give you a check mark because I think Marshawn did. Yeah, he probably got face washed <laughs> a yeah, bunch yeah. of times. So there you go. I'll give you that. Okay. So the new predictions will be. Which goalie will get a shutout this round, if any at all? Are we doing the first goalie or just in general? Just which goalie will get a shutout? This okay, round. so if seven goalies get a shutout, and oh, I no, let's go with the first. Okay, the, first the very shutout. first, first shutout. shutout. Or you can say no, no goalie. No, I'm going with uh, Matt Murray. Matt Murray? Yeah, I feel like Washington is going to hit a wall Ooh. offensively. Um, at least one or two games this series, and I feel like Matt Murray is going to get a shutout cool. this round. Cool. Okay. Ov versus Sid. So back on Pittsburgh. Who um, racks up more points before the next show? Crosby. It's got to be Crosby, man. Crosby's a beast. Um, I like Crosby. I picked him as my leading scorer in the round two predictions. Crosby's showing us this season that he is still the best player in the world. Okay. Fair enough. So Crosby. Sorry, Ovi. All right. I'll Love document you, it. I'll Love document you, bud. That. But uh, yeah. Cool. So let's move on to Tweets of the Week. What you got? Okay, so this is a tweet, but I found it on Instagram. 
So basically someone, I guess, screen captured the, the tweet from Mr. Kanye West. For those of you that don't know, Kanye West is off his rocker right now. <laughs> he hasn't tweeted in years, and all of a sudden he's just going on tweet rampage. So he just tweeted, Obama was in office for eight years, and nothing in Chicago changed. Um, now, Snoop Dogg, or sorry, Michael Blackson was the one that posted this. Funny guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg replied to... This and he said that house he in is from Get Out. They got his ass. Someone <laughs> they got his ass. Someone needs to take a picture of Kanye with the flash on so he can see how stupid he looks. <laughs> Ouch! So yeah, that's that was, crazy. That was my tweet, dude. I that's saw it. And I was like Snoop Dogg throwing shade. So I have a, a couple. So this one was after the Leafs lost, and it's a headline. Oh boy! Why the Leafs blowing a three separate leads is a sign they're cup contenders. My piece in the athletic, so <laughs> pretty much mocking Arpin Basu because he wrote like the Habs won't like you know it's just funny that's something that the athletic would write. Uh, another one was the Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup parade will follow the usual route <laughs> out. Oh, and this one wasn't even a tweet, but I just thought it was information that all men should know. There's an injured U.S. military veteran who got the world's first. Penis and scrotum transplant. <laughs> this is true. John Hopkins University, they performed the first full penis and scrotum transplant on an American military veteran. Mm-hmm. He was injured, roadside bomb. The doctors say he's going to regain his near normal urinary and sexual functions. So, gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's, that's groundbreaking. Brilliant. Groundbreaking. Brilliant. That's great news. Great news. I feel safer. Yeah, I, I just can't lose your Johnson no more. Yeah, I can just I feel like playing sports with no jock. Yeah, <laughs> take a clap bomb from the and puck yeah, to yeah, the no, nuts. No, not gonna happen. But it's it's great, groundbreaking. What's yours? Oh yeah, you said yours. Okay, said we're gonna take a break. Be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Here they come, the boys in the bright white sports car. We're back, back at it again. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. We are podcasters. Uh, quick thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name you four Habs and four sports. Okay. I want you to match a Hab to the sport you think they would excel at and why. Okay. Your four Habs are Antti Niemi, mm-hmm. Nicolas Delorier. Mm-hmm. Paul Biron or Paul Byron, whatever you want to call him, and Shea Weber. And the four sports. Badminton. Okay. Darts. Mm -hmm. Professional pool. Mm -hmm. And poker. Who would excel? Okay, so when you mentioned poker, um, I'm not sure why. Uh, I feel like Delorier, once he retires, he's going to end up being one of those, like, celebrity... He's going to be on one of those celebrity poker shows we <laughs> see every so often. Delorier? So, yeah, I got Delorier as a poker player. I don't know. I just see him, like, rocking with Roberto Lu- Luongo at the table. Doing ben, poker, yeah. Ben 5K trying to bluff Lou, and he gets called, and... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Um, now, for some reason... Anti Niemi, I feel like is going to be a solid darts player. Yeah, you know what? I thought I thought 100% darts. I mean, he doesn't really got a good body. No, I don't know. <laughs> He's a little. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I don't really. I can't give you a reason other than it's it's a weird sport. Um, and goalies are usually known to be the weirder guy out of all teammates. So mm, uh, okay, Niemi is the dart guy. That's not, fair. Not to be mistaken from the Leaf dart guy. Okay, so now we have professional pool and badminton. So Weber and Byron. 
Okay, so Shea Weber is going to be the professional pool player. 100%. He has to. Um, I was going to choose maybe poker for him because yeah, he just honest, seems like a guy you can't I read. Can see, yeah, I can see because he's just stone cold. <laughs> yeah, you just can't read him. Um, but, yeah, I feel like pool is a nice, calming game. Um, uh, I just, we all know Shea Weber is a nice, calm guy, uh, very composed. So I just feel yeah, like he's he, going to There's no chance he's playing badminton. <laughs> yeah, no, and I just feel like he's going to be a professional pool player. Oh, Paul Byron, uh, Dude, Pauly B, this is the best sport for him to play after. <laughs> um, the badminton player, Pauly B, Mr. Paul Byron. Not sure. I, I, I just feel like badminton is a fast bit. Like, have you ever watched a professional badminton game? Go? No, I haven't. It's so back. Like, you got to be you got to be quick. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So we all know Paul Byron. He's super agile. Um, so I feel like that would be Paulie's forte. Uh, so I got Mr. Paulie B as the badminton. Okay, so player. which one would you want to watch? Oh wow. Um, definitely Antiniemi or Paulie B. <laughs> Antiniemi's throwing up a. Do you like darts? Do you like darts? Do you like darts? No, I I, I like watching it just for the guys that are. Dude, have you ever, like have you seen some of these dudes are absolutely trashed, hammered, yeah. just screaming when the guy gets 180 <laughs> points. Uh, I think Paul Byron playing badminton would be epic. Hey guys, I'm Paul Byron. <laughs> meet meet. Uh, that yeah. would be epic. Yeah. All right, so another quick thought here: What's more intense, one game elimination or a game seven? I feel like I feel like a game seven is far more intense than a wheel, one game uh, elimination. The whole series, you battled the whole time. You built up some bad blood towards the other team through the first six games, and you were just you're that close to advancing to the next round. Um, so I feel like it would feel much sweeter when you come out victorious from battling all the way, rather than just a one game, one and done type game. So yeah, I think I don't know. I think a game seven would probably is probably more intense. What do you? What I do think, you think I th- you know what I think that one game is a little more intense because you just don't know what you're gonna get and like somebody could have an off game or in game seven, it's more calculated. You know yeah. what you, you know, if you lost, you know what made you lose. So you know what to do, what to fix. You know how you have to play. The pressure's still there, but that one and done, especially in hockey. Yeah. We haven't really seen it. So you don't, you can't really tell, but that one and done game, I think would be so intense, most nerve wracking. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm leaning on. Um, now, who do you think is the best Toronto play-by-play and color duo? Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler. Mm-hmm. So get up, ball, get up, ball. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph. Holy mackinac! <laughs> or Matt Devlin and Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! <laughs> Uh, dude, I love my Bucky Martinez. Yeah, I, I love. Pat. Get up, ball, get I lo- up. Ball. I love. I love both. I love Pat Tabler and Buck Martinez. Uh, they're beauties. I always love hearing the get up, ball. Um, both guys are just beauties. Although, l- listen, I, I I like the other two play by play guys. Well, other four, but I like the other two couples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. okay. Uh, I like the other two. Is this Temptation Island, or are we talking about Temptation Island, or are we talking about commentators here? Listen, I just feel like Buck <laughs> Martinez trumps everyone's list. Yeah. Okay, no, it, so you know, I think, they, I think they all have their own unique sound. Joe yeah. Bowen is a legend. He should be on TV, um, <laughs> even though he's a Leaf guy. But still, I think, I think they're all unique in their own. If I had to choose one, I think I have to go Joe Bowen, I think, because I'm leaning on the hockey side. Okay. I mean, Buck... And Pat, they're pretty good. I enjoy their commentary. I enjoy all of them, but I, I'm going to go with Bowen some, and Ralph. I love it just because they always throw you some, like, use, like use random yeah, like, information. They're always like, talking. Oh, when Aaron <laughs> Sanchez was 23 years old, he pitched a no-hitter against the... Josh Donaldson. Yeah, it's just... it's. <laughs> I love it. All right, so staying on baseball, how do you feel about excessive home run celebrations? I mean, it all depends on the situation. If it's a big game, World Series-type game, you hit the game-winning or game-time home run, then, hey, let your emotions out, let free, do what you got to do, but to a certain extent. I feel like the whole bat flip, listen, it was it was awesome. Because being a Jays fan, seeing that, you're like, yeah, yeah, love it. But, dude, that's so disrespectful. Um, I know if I were to see that against me on a squad, I would roof, not, roof net odor the, the, the shit out of Bautista. <laughs> um 
listen, a simple cel- like perfect example, simple celebration like Encarnacion. Um, I believe it was two years ago when he hit the game winning home run. Uh, he just he hit the ball and everybody knew it was gone. Um, he lifted his hands in the air and like, but it was like it was a powerful celly, but like it wasn't a disrespectful celly because yeah, looking from the other squad, like you, you just lost the game and you feel like shit. You don't want to see a guy jumping like a stooge. Yeah. Um. So I think to a certain extent, I think home runs home run celebrations are good, but it, it, you got to you got to show a little bit of respect to the other team. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think celebrate. Obviously, not just like. For no reason. If it's a game-winning home run, I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, in the first inning, <laughs> it's a little excessive, right? But if it wins the game, a little walk-off. This is sparked by because a guy the other day, he, he hit a walk-off, and he came in when he ran past home, okay? He did the Ray Lewis. Yeah. You know the Ray Lewis? Yeah. The, he did the Ray Lewis, the, the walk. So, yeah. yeah. So, so when he walked past home plate, he did the Ray Lewis, and people he took a lot of heat for it. But I think it's all cool. I like it. Now, how about bunting? How do you feel about bl- bunting in a blowout blunting? game? Bunting. Bunting. say blunting? In a blowout game. Um, so what do you mean by this? Like, do you mean like bunting? For like the you're winning? beating a team. Okay. You're killing them. And... Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're winning, like, let's yeah, say you're yeah, winning, yeah, yeah. like, 9-1 in the eighth. How do you feel about that team bunting on you, so, even though they're winning? Like, I mean, if you're losing, obviously it's good. You try to claw back. You play small. No, ball. that I don't like. Not um, that, but you're the winning. But team. as for the winning team bunting in the game, it's it's bush league. It's such yeah, a bush terrible league thing. Um, there's there's an unwritten rule of racking up the runs in a game already. Um, that's already out of hand. I hate it, and even in our softball league, uh, I hate when teams do that. I think it's so disrespectful. And I'm against it. I'm not a fan of it because I always put myself in. I always put myself in other people's shoes, and I wouldn't want people to go stretch a, sh- a single into a triple or whatever based off errors. Just move station to sh- station to station. So show some respect. I'm getting tongue tied here. Um, yeah, bunting. what's the matter? Give me a cat, cut your tongue. Suffering, suck it. Sorry, terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's it's a it's a respect thing, and that's not a respectful thing. Um, you're just showing zero respect to a team that's clearly deflated right now. Yeah, I but think it it's a, it that's a big no-no. Don't do it. That's Big like, no-no. Listen, you don't need to rub salt in the wound. That's why I've been hard on the Habs media lately. I'm like, stop rubbing salt in the wound, okay? Yes, it's okay to report facts, but at the same time, you don't have to constantly, every little thing, every Habs, ex-Habs player, yeah. every little thing, like, come on. It, it gets tiring, so don't do it. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue into our next segment. Word on the bird. Oh, and everybody's heard about the bird. Okay, so word on the birds. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays are hot. We hot. Blue we Jays are rolling. Will the rock the ruck? Will, Will the, the luck? What the what the ruck run out? Is the no. ruck is the ruck gonna run out? Will the luck run out? Or is this team for real? Listen, the success we got is not luck. I said it at the end of last season. Last year was a, wasn't a depiction of what our true team is. Um, we had significant injuries all year. Sanchez missed a lot of the year last year with that, uh, with that blister issue. And that causes a ripple effect at the number five spot because you're plugging in a five guy that's normally not a five guy. Yeah. Um, basically... I feel like management noticed that our lack of lack of depth, and they bolstered up uh, by adding key guys like Garcia, Diaz, Granderson, Solarte. Those guys, they're all performing well with the likes of Donaldson, Tulo, Morales already missing time. Uh, I think the Jays are the real deal this year, and I expect them to compete for the pennant against Boston. Ooh, um, hot! But I do think realistically, we're at least minimum winning a wild card spot. Yeah, I I think that. I'm not that ambitious. I think that this team will go as far as their starting pitching will take them. Um, but our starting pitching hasn't been good. I know. It hasn't been good, so, but I still think that that's going to be the backbone of this team. It's been good enough. It hasn't been great, but it's been okay. Sanchez has been good. Hap had a phenomenal game the other day. Yeah. Um, Estrada has had a couple good ones, a couple bad ones. Um, Garcia's been pretty good. I mean, it hasn't been bad. Uh, I think the amount of offense they've been able to generate has come as a surprise. I don't think that's going to go away. I think they're going to go through stretches like every team 
but you know, obviously we're not, they're not getting runs, but I think that this team will battle for a wild card spot right until the end. Mm-hmm. I think as long as the, the pitchers stay healthy, get Donaldson back, uh, I feel like they'll be in the race for the wild card till the end. I don't know if they can win the division. I doubt they can do that, but I think they're still, I don't think they're going to end up falling off a cliff anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Strowman yeah. has been a guy who struggles, and mm-hmm. his struggles continue. What are you seeing in his game? Um, I think Strowman's issues aren't his pitching. Um, he's throwing the ball well. I feel like his issues are more so a mental thing. He, he knows he's struggling, and he, 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 he's in his own head, I feel. And I, I've said this before, and always, I was always taught growing up playing baseball it's always a 70% mental game and a 30% physical game. Some might even say 80% mental, 20% physical. Um, nonetheless, I feel like Stroman, is, he's, he's really trying to go back and add a little something extra to his pitches in order to compensate for his lack of success this season, um, which in turn throws off his command. Um, his command, he, he's walking a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, there are also times I see him shaking off the catcher a few times in the game. And it leads to a single or a double, whatever the case. Either way, the catcher is there, and we have two very, very knowledgeable catchers in Martin and Maley. Um, they both call a very well, very good game. They do, and Maley's been good. He's been good. Um, Stroman doesn't have his confidence right now, and now that you have to stick, and and, and you just you got to stick to what the catcher sees. Catcher is always there to see which pitch is good, which pitch you got to start using more often in the game, whatever one you're feeling in the game. Um, and I just feel like Strowman's trying to ship or like guide his own ship. Like, yeah. he, even though like he's trying too hard. Yeah, like his. But you he, could tell he's, his he's fighting goal. it out there. He's like he's trying. He's thinking too hard. He's yeah. trying too and hard. He's trying to do too when much. When you're thinking too hard, that's when you lose. That's yeah. when you you can't do that. So I feel like he needs to find his confidence again. Just stick to his mechanics, and the rest will fall into place. Yeah, and I feel like he's falling into the same struggle he had two seasons ago. Yeah. Right. He. he I feel like people are laying off of that low stuff. They, he's a short guy yeah, to begin with. So, I mean, his release point is pretty low. And if they see it coming in low, they're no, they know it's going to drop lower. I mean, all his stuff dips and, and drops. I mean, he throws the sinker. He throws the slider, right? Everything drops, mm-hmm. okay? I think what he needs to do is, is learn to elevate his fastball. He's done it before. I've seen him do it, but he needs, he needs to start hitting the, the top part of the strike zone. I feel like if he can mix in, okay, some four-seamers upstairs and, and change, you know, just give the, the, the hitters a different look. And if he can learn to throw that pitch for strikes, I feel like that is going to help him for sure. And... At the yeah, besides that, he needs to throw more strikes for sure. Yeah, he's he's getting himself into a lot of hitters counts, a lot. He's walking guys, uh, and he's given up a lot of hard contact. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's a ground yeah. ball guy, but he's given up some hard contact. Mm-hmm. I've seen some balls co- just come through the infield real hard, and that I think is kind of kind of worries me a little, but not too much. I, I feel like he's gonna be okay. This he's got good stuff. Yeah, I. I just feel like he's got to start attacking the strike zone a little bit more and attack the upper part of the strike zone because everything is on the bottom half. I'd like to see him work the top of the strike zone. Yeah. Now, from what you've seen so far, what would be your most effective starting lineup? Right now, let's say you got to win this game, wild card game, from what we've seen so far. This is the wild card game. One game, you're in the playoffs. Let's go. Who's your? Who are you starting? All injuries back or no? Every like, everybody's good to go. Uh, yeah, injury except for Tula Whiskey. No, okay, I'm yeah, saying no, for what Tula you see, a whoever's you played, seen him play. yeah, whoever's okay, okay, played okay. so far. So my perfect lineup, as is, would have to be starting pitcher. You play whoever. Well, no, in, play like you no, choose. No, choose no, a pitcher. No, I'm gonna choose in in which in whichever. Situation because baseball is about about battles matchups, and yeah. matchups. So either Sanchez or Hap are your two guys. You it dependent on the opponent having more right-handed batters. Obviously, you go with uh, Sanchez having left-handed batters. You go with Hap. So okay, what if they got a lot of switch hitters? Let's just say who's your best guy? Hap. Hap's been our most solid guy. So the right now starts tomorrow wild card game. Hap. That's who you're choosing. Hap. Okay, go ahead. Um, he's been the most consistent. Sanchez has had he had one or two games that was kind of questionable. Uh, Hap's been the more more solid guy. 
Um, so yeah, you have one of those guys, one of those two going six, seven innings. Have your your boy Ryan Tapar Ryan Tapera relieve the starting pitching for an inning. Then have one of Danny Barnes or Sung Juan O oh, uh, be the setup for your boy, our boy actually, Mister No Worries Roberto Osuna Matata. That's our perfect pitching game. Now, as for the lineup, I would have this as the batting lineup as well as the starting positions. Number one, Curtis Granison in left field. Number two, Teoscar Hernandez in right field. Number three, Justin Smoke at first. Number four, Josh Donaldson at third base slash DH. Uh, Young Jervis Solarte, DH slash third base. Uh, Russell Martin at catcher, obviously. Aldemis Diaz at shortstop. Kevin Pilar at center field. And Lourdes Guriel Jr. at second base. Um, I feel, dude, he looks good. That kid looks good. Yeah. Um, honestly, I love Devo, uh, but Guriel Jr. has the hot bat right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm saying this, and Devo just hit a home run like two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I still feel like Devin Travis is our second baseman, but he's got to get back into the motions of things after missing yeah. some time. Yeah. Um, I would also have Steve Pierce, Kendris Morales, Devin Travis ready to pinch hit in case we're down in the game. Pierce has swung a hot bat. Yeah. Travis, he always ca- for some like he he always he always cashes in the runners somehow, and then you have Morales as your switch hitter who can come in as a matchup guy in a key moment in righty versus lefty. So yeah, that's just, that's my uh, that's my perfect lineup. So for me, I'm going with Sanchez. I know okay. he, he the, the why I like him in a one game is because especially in like a wild card situation, mm-hmm. uh, motions are high, intensity is up, people swing more. Okay, and he's got electric stuff. Mm-hmm. He's still working out some kinks, but he's got—he's the guy that I want out there. Okay, obviously Russell Martin, center, catcher, catcher. Sorry, <laughs> did I say center? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's our center, top center. <laughs> <laughs> we need a top center. Uh, or Justin top center? Smoke at first. Okay, Gariel Junior at second. Okay, Donaldson at Josh Donaldson at third. Josh Donaldson. Uh, Eledmis Diaz. At shortstop. Okay. Uh, left field, Grandy, man. Yeah. Center, Pilar. Right field, Hernandez. So pretty. DH, Young Jervis. So we got a pretty. Pretty much almost Pretty the same, much all right? the same. Yeah, except for our starting pitching. and But I would do it a little bit different. Batting I like lineup? Danny Barnes coming in in relief of Sanchez. Okay. And he's, then... he's my middle reliever. Then I like Tapera Osuna. So to pair, I was I was torn and between DH. Barnes and well, I said D, and then I like I like as a pinch hitter Steve Pierce or Morales. I th- Steve Pierce in front of Morales. Yeah, Morales is uh, he's Steve Pierce has been he's been yeah. swing, swinging a hot bat too. So I think that's a pretty good lineup. Yeah. Right now, now who would your batting lineup be? Did you did you? No, I didn't do that. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I like Randall. I mean, I mean, Randall Grichuk has been struggling, man. Yeah, but he's still he's a good player. He's got to get his. He's, he's got to get. He's, he's got to get, get together. together. Anyway, show's kind of dragged on. We gotta go. Thank y'all uh, for tuning in. Oh, also, we got a jersey giveaway. One more jersey giveaway. Uh, this one is a Jake Gardner jersey, <laughs> only worn for seven games. Uh, all you have to do is beat my score at Golden T Four, the arcade golf game. Uh, we'll be playing at Palladium this Friday in Mississauga, and uh, Mississauga, Ontario. And the runner-up will get a night out with Dart Guy. So <laughs> if any Leaf fans are interested, Jake Gardner jersey only worn seven games. Shots and, fired, shots fired. And a night out with Dart Guy. All right, guys. <laughs> Peace See out. y'all later. <laughs>